It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is the Ives March, March 15th. My name is Phil Brossman-Reich. I'm the expert insight editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked on Magic, the Magic fall to the Miami Heat in a close battle, but one that's ultimately proof of one of their biggest shortcomings and why now is the time to begin to really focus, and maybe a little late, but time nonetheless, to focus on improving the Magic's biggest weakness or putting the focus back on the Magic's biggest weakness. We'll get to that coming up here uh, on today's episode. But before we do that, I do want to remind you to check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. by searching gravity download podcasts for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, this podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. But the lowdown on the Miami Heat, check out our pals at Locked On Heat. Want to start getting ready for Thursday's game against the New York Knicks? Check out Locked On Knicks. No matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or College 2, there is a Locked On podcast for you to search for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. Today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. If you know me, I don't believe one play wins or loses a basketball game. Um, it's, you know, yes, we put a lot of focus on the end of games, and I think the end of games matter. Um, they, they certainly, you know, whether you win or lose games is what determines uh, your seeding, your record, and teams that lose a lot of close games are often better than we think they are. They just lose close games. Um, as I always say, good teams don't win close games. They avoid them. And certainly in the playoffs, that whole conversation changes. But games are not determined by what happens on a final play, on a final shot. Oftentimes, the reason why a team is even in that situation is something that is built up through the course of a 48-minute game. 
And as we've sat here and watched the Orlando Magic over the last few weeks, it's been clear that one of the biggest issues the Magic have is they are not able to get to that finish line consistently. Although they'll have long stretches where they're simply not good enough to win games or compete in games. But that wasn't the case Sunday night. Sunday night, the Magic legitimately had a chance to win. Legitimately had a shot. One shot. Two shots. Three shots, even. To win this basketball game. Down by three with 20 seconds left, Orlando took its best shot. Took its best play coming out of a timeout. Maybe not the cleanest shot, maybe not the best shot they could have gotten, but Terrence Ross coming around to curl to the top of the three-point line, maybe even a few feet behind it, is still a pretty safe bet for this team. Unfortunately, Ross's shot was no good thanks to the strong defense from the Miami Heat as they sent three guys at Ross. But Orlando was able to scramble. Al Aminu tapped the rebound out to Dwayne Bacon. And here's where the chaos started. If you're looking for a sign of how this game went, watch that final play. Watch that final sequence. Ross did his job. Got a good look. He missed it. So you can live with a make or miss shot. But the chaos that followed were all the issues that have followed this team that are part of why this team is kind of struggling as much as it is and why and among the many shortcomings this team has and, and and just what's holding this team back right now. Bacon, for some reason, he had 10 seconds left on the shot clock, took a fadeaway three-pointer, didn't try to set reset things and try to work for a better shot, didn't try to get to the basket to try and get the defense to collapse. After all, still enough time and still a timeout to get a good shot, to get a good look at the basket to have another crack at winning, or tying the game in this case. But Bacon's shot was a terrible shot, off balance, just not a good look, and hit off the side of the rim. Luckily, Michael Carter-Williams was there to save the ball, and he was able to re- he was able to rebound and give the Magic yet a third chance to tie this game. Surely this one they would take advantage of. Instead, Carter-Williams committed a cardinal sin. Uh, trying to find Terrence Ross, the team's best shooter and, and the hottest player on the floor for the Magic. He threw it out towards the top of the key. And that's where Jimmy Butler shot the gap, was able to tip it to himself, get the steal, the Magic's 22nd turnover of the game, and ice the game with a layup. Orlando would end up with 23 turnovers in the game. A death knell for a team that is offensively challenged number one, underman number two and the reason why the Magic lost this game. It wasn't that missed shot at the end. It wasn't that even the playmaking. It was the turnovers, plain and simple. Orlando had seven turnovers in the first quarter as they went down by 12 points. They had nine turnovers in the fourth quarter as the Magic gave up a small lead, like a six, seven-point lead that they had, and forced the Magic to chase the game once again. Miami outscored Orlando 29-20 in the fourth quarter. Those turnovers, a big part of the reason why. And the Magic, instead of snapping a seven-game losing streak, getting a big win over a division and state rival, were left, once again, feeling that disheartening feeling of frustration. The Magic did good things. The Magic played well enough to win. Their defense was spot on again. 
But you can't win games when you're turning the ball over. You can't win games when you're giving away possessions. And those possessions often do end up as easy baskets on the other end before your defense can get set. The Magic's defensive performance both against the Spurs on Friday and against the Heat on Sunday, and honestly against the Heat last Thursday as well, were more than enough. The Magic gave up just 103 points per 100 possessions, obviously only 102 points in the game. But that defense doesn't matter. And that's really the biggest issue the Magic face and one of the biggest things that this club is dealing with right now. Orlando got plenty. Orlando adjusted offensively. They were playing much better offensively, but again, it was still all one guy. Still all two players. The injuries are a factor, but someone else is going to have to step up for the Orlando Magic on a nightly basis. Doesn't have to be the same guy every night, but someone else has to step up and support these players and support the key players that are carrying this team right now. And maybe it's just getting healthy. Maybe it's just Aaron Gordon getting back. Just having Terrence Ross back on the floor changed everything for the Orlando Magic. Allowed them to function. But at the end of the day, the Magic had just two options and the Heat could choke it off. Yes, Miami. Miami led and and took control of this game only by their three-point shooting. It wasn't very good. The Heat only making, uh, what is it, 14 of 50 three-pointers? The Heat did not shoot the ball well. There's 14 to 53 pointers, 41.6%. Again, the Magic did enough to win the game. Magic did enough defensively. The Heat took the lead when they made three pointers, gave it away when they didn't. It's that simple. 50 of their 89 shots were three pointers. So the Magic did a good job controlling the paint, largely kept the Heat off the foul line with only 15 free throw attempts. Except in the fourth quarter, the Magic did get into the bonus early. And they did the things they needed to do to win. This was the formula to win. And the Magic, you know, Nikola Vujovic and Steve Clifford both said it after the game. They told their teammates, they told the team, if we play like this, we're going to win. But they got to reduce their own mistakes. And that's why they lost. And the Magic fall to the Miami Heat 102-97. to We'll run through the final box score and talk a little bit more about that turnover problem and why it is holding this team back in a major way. But first, let's take a break from the stress of another loss. Just think about how great it would be if there were a pocket-sized guide that helps you sleep, focus, act, and be better. Well, guess what? There is. And if you have 10 minutes, Headspace can change your life. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. Headspace is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace really can help you feel better. They even have three-minute SOS meditations for you when you feel overwhelmed. If you need help falling asleep, Headspace has wind-down sessions their members swear by. And for the parents, there's even morning meditations you can do with your kids. Headspace's approach to mindfulness can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. It's backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and more than 60 million downloads. Headspace makes it easy for you to build a life-changing meditation practice with mindfulness that works for you on your schedule, anytime, anywhere. 
You deserve to feel happier, and Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's headspace.com slash LockedOnNBA for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now, so go to headspace.com slash LockedOnNBA today. While you're logged on, check out our good pals at betonline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. You can even bet the award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code Locked On. That's betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Let's run through the final box score in this one. A couple of really impressive performances from the Orlando Magic and a bunch of, uh, I don't know what to call it, but we'll, we'll get to it in a sec. Uh, Nikola Vucevic, 38 points, 15 for 27 shooting, 6 for 13 from beyond the arc, 10 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 steals. Uh, Nikola Vucevic is an all-star, folks. Um, uh, Eric Spolster, just uh, after the game, gave Vucevic the highest praise possible, uh, calling Nikola Vucevic a modern-day Dirk Nowitzki. Um, I know there's a lot of discussion among Magic fans about whether the Magic should trade Nikola Vucevic now at the top of his market or or, or whatnot. And, and you know, again, I don't think the Magic should say no or should you know dismiss the phone calls out of hand. But guys... This season is weird because of all the injuries, because there are just there's just no help for anyone. Um, the, this is not the roster the Magic imagine. Uh, and yet, Nikola Vucevic is going out there and putting on incredible performances every single night. Um, the reason the Magic are not getting blown out every single game is because of Nikola Vucevic, plain and simple. It's just, that's just how it is. And, you know... Uh, I think some of us have been maybe expecting or waiting for him to have a bad game. And the first half of this game was probably the worst Nikola Vucevic has played all season. Turned the ball over a ton. Didn't know where the doubles were coming from. Just never really felt settled. Um, Missed shots that he needs to make. And again, the pressure is really on him to be perfect, so to speak. Uh, And so, he got himself going. He became the centerpiece of the team. The Magic adjusted how they used him. He made quick decisions. He made the right decisions. Uh, And frankly, he just dominated every aspect of this game. Uh, Again, just, I I don't know what more we're supposed to ask of Nikola Vucevic. And a lot of Magic fans have said, the Magic need a star. And I agree. The Magic need to improve their top-end talent. They need a star. Here's the thing, though. They have one already. And this game was just more proof that Nikola Vucevic is going to give the team a chance to win. He needs players around him. He's you know not a super-duper star or whatever you want to call it, or a superstar or whatever you want to call it, where just his mere presence wins games. Tracy McGrady was that. Shaq was that. Penny was that. Uh, what, you know He's not, not going to be the best player on the floor all the time. But he is undoubtedly just, a, just a, one of the best players in the league. Uh, and, and more performances like this are just proof of how good he is. Um, I, I just, I don't have any more words to describe 
Nikola Vucevic. He played 38 minutes in this game. Like, the guy, the, the, the Magic cannot afford to take him out of the game. And yeah, he was minus 10 for the game. Uh, you know, the, he, he didn't have a great game. I mean, he scored. He did a lot of really big things. Um, but I would not characterize this as one of Nikola Vucevic's best games. Um, I would not characterize this as, you know, it was a solid game, don't get me wrong. He scored a ton, but... Um, I think he did a lot of things that were concerning. The turnovers were really concerning, but again, a lot of that is he's got two, sometimes three guys just guard, you know, trapping him at all times. The Heat were just trapping him at all times. Uh, and the Magic found ways to get him involved and, and get him free and get him baskets, and he adjusted to it and made incredible plays that the Heat just couldn't stop. Um Get Nikola Vucevic a real team around him, and I'm very interested to see what this looks like. Um, even just Markel Fultz, even just Evan Fournier, just another legitimate NBA starter. Um, he's not playing with starters right now, guys. Uh, no, no offense to the to the other guys on the team. Michael Carter Williams has shown all his flaws during this latest stretch. Um, finished with nine points, three for eight shootings, uh, seven assists. So, you know, he's doing some good things. Uh, four turnovers. And again, I'm not saying that Michael Carter-Williams is bad. They should cut him or, or anything like that. Michael Carter-Williams is not meant to be a starter. I thought the Magic really struggled to get into their offense. I thought the Magic really struggled um, just to get into a good flow. Carter-Williams didn't have like a great sense of when to drive, um, you know, when to be aggressive for himself and when to get others involved. Um, I, I think that's part of the problem with Michael Carter-Williams and why he's better in small doses. Um, and, and obviously the Magic just aren't able to play him in small doses right now. Um, he needs to play 35 minutes or 34 minutes like he did on Sunday night. Dwayne Bacon, nine points, two for nine shooting, one for six from beyond the arc, six rebounds. Dwayne Bacon does some nice things. I mean, someone someone tweeted at me after the game and was like, you know, remember when we all thought Dwayne Bacon was was a steal and was playing really well? Yeah, me, yeah, me too. Well, guess what? It's, Dwayne Bacon is still all of that. The Magic have gotten a ton from Dwayne Bacon, a lot more than they could have expected. But he shouldn't be a starting shooting guard. He shouldn't be the third best option on the team. He shouldn't be the second option in the starting lineup. Al Camino, you know, I, I'm a fan of Al Camino. I think he's very clearly still getting his feet under him after missing so much time. Two points, one for two shooting, five rebounds, four turnovers. He's not, I mean, he's not a starter. I mean, I, I, on the right team, he might be a starter as a fifth guy, but he's not a starter in this league. He's certainly not a guy, that, a starter on this team, and I'll get just into that a little bit later on here. Chumo Kiki, uh, we all love Chumo Kiki. Chumo Kiki has been fantastic. Three points, one for four shooting. He's not a, He's not ready to start. He's not a confident enough or consistent enough shooter yet to be a starter. We all see the signs of how good he can be defensively. I think he should have been in at the end of the game, uh, end of the game as, a, as a floor spacer instead of Alfred Gaminu. He'll get in and fight for rebounds like Okiki's doing all the things we want him to do, but he's not a starter yet. Nikola Vucevic is not playing with any starters right now. And so I don't know what more we can ask of him. And, and frankly, it's it's really just now, let's see what he looks like when the team is healthy. Let's see what he looks like when the team is at full force next year. And there's no reason to think that his all-star level of play will subside or will cease. Add another, add another big player in a draft pick and with Nikola Vucevic, you have a team. So, uh, again, this was a, uh, like I said, I didn't think this was a particularly strong game from Nikola Vucevic um, overall. Uh, obviously, the scoring was fantastic. Once he got into a rhythm, once he got into a role, that he was amazing. Like, he carried this team back into this game. 
Um, but obviously, uh, still some things to clean up. Terrence Ross, first game since the All-Star break, 31 points, 10 for 19 shooting, 8 for 13 from beyond the arc, 5 rebounds, 3 assists. This is the kind of game that Terrence Ross has that allows the Magic to beat the best teams in the league. When Ross plays like this, the Magic become an extremely difficult team to beat um, and become a team that can win a lot of these games. Now, Ross doesn't have these big blowout games like this or he hits eight threes again. 14, three, 14 of 26 threes from Terrence Ross and Nikola Vucevic. That means two of 14 from the rest of the team from beyond the arc. In fact, this stat needs to be said. Now, the Magic had just two players score in double figures. Nikola Vucevic at 38, Terrence Ross at 31, 69, nice, of the Magic's 97 points from their two players. This has been a problem for a long time. The Magic don't have enough offensive weapons. A lot of that's because of injury, so we'll grant that, but it's a bigger, bigger issue than that. That's what I'm going to talk about here in the last segment of the show. The Magic shoot just 44% from the floor, 16 for 40 from beyond the arc, so they do hit some threes. Again, most of that from two players. 15 for 21 from the foul lines and points left there. 23 turnovers in the game. That's the difference. 23 turnovers leading to 26 Miami points. That is the game. That's it. That's why the Magic lost. That's There's really nothing else involved or nothing else to talk about. The Miami Heat are led in scoring by Jimmy Butler. He had 20 of his 29 points in the second half, took over the game late as he tends to do. Tyler Hero with 22 points, made four of eight three-pointers for off the bench. Kelly Olenek with 18 points as well for Miami. Miami just shoots 41.6% from the floor, 14 of 50 from beyond the arc which makes them 13 for 39 from inside the paint. The Magic defense did its job in this one. And again, that 13 for 39, or 23 23 for 39, excuse me, um, from inside the paint, um, There's if there's 26 points, I would imagine a lot of those 26 points off those 23 turnovers came because of the turnovers, because of the Magic's mistakes. So the Magic cost themselves this game. There's really no other way to put it. They made the mistakes. They struggled to adjust to Miami's pressure defense. Um, when they got rolling, they were rolling. When they were struggling, it cost them the game. That's the bottom line. The Magic cannot make these mistakes. The Miami Heat defeat the Orlando Magic 102-97 at the Amway Center. The Magic back in action Thursday in New York. So a couple days off. That's nice. Against the New York Knicks. We'll talk about that game. We'll talk a little bit more about the Magic's offensive shortcomings coming up here in just a moment. But first... We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. But now, now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. Go to BuiltBar.com or to Twitter at Built underscore Bar to vote on your favorite Built Bar flavor. Today's matchups will be released a little bit later, so check those social media channels out as well as their website, to vote and learn how you can order the latest batch of Built Bar flavors. Remember, use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. Again, that is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best-tasting protein bar ever. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. 
Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Cade Cunningham, Evan Mobley, Jalen Suggs. How much do you really know about these potential NBA stars tomorrow? If you want to know more, you need to subscribe to the Locked On NBA Draft Podcast. Prospect scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, and full coverage of Arch Madness four days a week from the credentialed draft experts. Subscribe today and follow Locked On NBA Draft. I know Magic fans certainly want to do that. It's no secret what the Magic's weakness is. So uh, what I'm about to say here is, is probably a little bit obvious. The Magic's biggest problem is their offense. Um, and this isn't just about the fact that the Magic are down so many key players. Down Markel Fultz, down Jonathan Isaac, down Evan Fournier, down Aaron Gordon. They're missing a lot of key players. But it is also true, and undoubtedly true, that... Those aren't great offensive players. That's you know, Marco Fultz has some offensive push. Evan Forney, obviously a big time scorer, but undoubtedly, this is not a team full of offensive weapons. And this is not a team that can outscore anyone most nights. That's a message that Steve Clifford has driven home. Even when the Magic's offense has played well, and it's an it's an NBA season, it's a long season, there are gonna be moments where the offense works. And works well and seems like, oh, things are okay. Steve Clifford has always said, you know, we're not going to be able to outscore anyone. Our defense needs to play very, very well. And that's what this team is about. This team is about its defense and its defense first. And that's how the Magic are playing right now, actually. The Magic have had three straight above average defensive performances that have played very, very well, to be perfectly frank. Against Miami on Thursday, the Magic defense was fantastic in the half court. Against the Spurs, yeah, the Magic got beat by 27, but the Spurs only scored 104 points. The Magic's defense did its job. And then last night, or Sunday night, the Magic gave up just 102 points. That is enough to win. And if this is how the Magic are going to play defense... They're going to be fine. They're going to have every opportunity to win some of these games. But in each of those three games, the problem was very clearly the team's offense. It starts with the turnovers, of course. The Magic currently ranks 7th in the league in turnover rate, but 16th in the league in points off of turnovers, or opponent points off of turnovers. And so, yes, why is... Why are the Magic losing these games? Why did the Magic get blown out on Sat- on Friday against the Spurs? They turned the ball over. Easy po- leading directly to easy points. Leading directly to easy baskets. The, at this point, the best, the best offense that other teams have against the Magic is the Magic's own offense. During the team's win streak a couple weeks ago, um, it, it, we pointed this out. The Magic were relying very heavily on three players, on Evan Fournier, on Terrence Ross, on Nikola Vucevic. And Sunday's loss to the Heat, Terrence Ross and Nikola Vucevic accounted for 69 of the Magic's 97 points. Looking at that box score, 
Nikola Vucevic and Terrence Ross combined for 25 of 46 shooting. 25 of 46. That meant the rest of the team went 8 of 29. I'm sorry. It's, it's, a, it's a wonder the Magic were in this game enough to win it without any offensive balance. Again, it's fine to have one guy score a lot of points, but you go back and look at that fourth quarter, anytime the ball did not touch Nikola Vucevic or Terrence Ross's hands, disaster ensued. And look, the injuries are certainly part of the problem. The injuries are certainly part of why, but outside of Evan Fournier, and to some extent, Mark Fultz, I'll give, that, I'll give him the credit. Outside of those two players... Outside of those two players, the Magic aren't exactly flush with offensive talent. And again, that's an obvious statement. It is the biggest, biggest flaw of the Magic's build at this point. And with the trade deadline ahead, with the winds of change blowing here in Orlando, um, and the potential to reshape and shift this roster... This is where Jeff Weltman must put his entire focus. This is where the Magic have to change the most. Yes, Evan Fournier is on an expiring contract and is probably about to get dealt. The Magic need an offensive player. They need a shooter. And you look at the players the Magic have invested in. You have to ask yourself now with the team at the low low of lows, Where's the offense? Where is that secondary attacker? Where is, where are the Magic supposed to get points if one of the puzzle pieces gets knocked off course? The the biggest reveal of this season, to be perfectly honest, is, is, is that the margin for error has always been too small. And there's no latitude for change, or there's no latitude to stay afloat. At this point, after three years under Steve Clifford, after two years in the top ten defensively, and even you know as we're seeing now, this team is able to play well defensively. We're going to get three, the Magic are going to get two days of practice here during this three day break. I can guarantee you the Magic are going to tighten some things up defensively. They're going to figure some things out offensively. They're going to look. I think they're going to look very very good Thursday night against the Knicks. But again, how long is that supposed to last? And why does it take three days of practice or two days of practice to tighten those things up, to to figure out how to play offense? At this point, the Magic should trust their defensive culture. Moving forward, the Magic should trust that Steve Clifford can get anyone to play good defense. Give him the time, give him the preparation, give him the time to drill, give him, give him guys that are willing to work hard. And his teams will play defense. That I have no doubt of. But what the Magic missed right now is an offensive player. Or just offensive players. Players who can give them anything offensively. You know, Dwayne Bacon was a good signing. He is, you know, he is, he gives the team some offensive force. He can create a little bit off the dribble. He's not great at it. He's not, you know, good enough at it. He's not consistent enough at it. But that's the kind of player the Magic should have been searching for. 
But you look at the other players the Magic have invested in. What are they giving the team at this time of need? You always, Everyone always says next man up. Who's that next man up offensively? On the perimeter, especially when the Magic... I mean, again, you don't anticipate to be down this many players, but Al Camino is a defensive specialist. Jim Okiki's a rookie, still figuring things out. So, you know, you got to put him in a better position to succeed, in my opinion. Michael Carter-Williams can drive to the basket, but again, inconsistent at, at finishing and scoring. Gary Clark was supposed to be a stretch four, and it's been a bit of a mixed bag. Ken Birch is a defensive specialist. This season's troubles, this season's struggles, are a sign that this team needs some correction. That they have gone too far in the path of, let's find lengthy defensive-focused lengthy defensive focused players and build with them. And not enough of the path of, we just need guys who can get buckets. And again, all this is obvious. I'm not probably not saying anything that's too crazy. The Magic need guys who can get buckets. Not that the Magic would have taken Tyler Hero over Chumo Kiki. Um, and perhaps they, they would have if Hero were available. But I think back to that Tyler Hero draft. After watching Tyler Hero emerge with the Miami Heat, you know, coming off the bench and scoring 22 points, 4 for 8 shooting, 8 for 16 from beyond the arc, 8 rebounds. The knock on Tyler Hero was that he didn't have the defensive length to fit what the Magic were trying to do or to be a good defender in general. And, you know, maybe he's not the greatest defender. But he could shoot. And he's a darn good shooter, as he's proven time and time and time again. And more importantly, the reason why he has worked out for the Heat so well as he is willing to compete. To me, find, find offensive players that have that fire to compete. Like a Tyler Hero. I'm obviously not asking for a Tyler Hero, but find, find offensive players. You have that little bit of a spark. And you can build and work with that, no matter what their measurables are. You look at the Heat... They know what kinds of players they like. They like guys that compete, the same as the Magic. The Magic are trying to build something very similar to what Miami's trying to build. But Miami also found shooters. Duncan Robinson. They're willing to play Kelly Olenek, who's not a great defender. Kendrick Nunn, Goran Dragic, Tyler Hero. These guys, even like look at Max Struss, guy that doesn't play. Gabe Vincent, who, who isn't playing right now in the rotation. Those guys can light it up. As long as they compete defensively, those are guys the Heat want. The Magic, you know, as they built their building blocks, obviously wanted a certain type of player, but they kept doubling down on that same type of player. And now in their time of need, they have no one that can put the ball in the basket. When I was at Northwestern, not to toot that on a horn, but when I was at Northwestern covering the men's basketball team, they had a simple slogan. And it was funny at the time because Northwestern was a terrible basketball team. But the slogan was simply this. Make shots. At one point, they actually put that slogan on the student section t-shirts. And the story I was told about from, from one of the marketing people there about why they chose that as the student section slogan. They're like, hey, you know, this is a slogan that's around the, the building. 
can we put this on a t-shirt? And the coach at the time, Bill Carmody, uh, reportedly said, I mean, sure. That's the point of the game, isn't it? Sometimes the answers are really, really, really simple. The Magic need guys who can make shots. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. You can, of course, follow me on Twitter at underscore Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at philiprr__omd. And, of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to follow orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. That's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Phil Cross. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.